Hi, I'm John Byrne with Poets of Quants. Welcome to our podcast series, our deep dive into the Broad College of Business at Michigan State University. Today, we're going to talk about innovation and creativity at the school with Wayne Hutchison, the Director of MBA Academic and Program Services. Welcome, Wayne. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure to be here. And it's a pleasure to have you. So, Wayne, when we think about creativity and innovation at Michigan Broad, what are we talking about? I think the the most notable thing we're talking about is taking everything you're learning in the classroom and using a new environment to both apply what you're learning in traditional academic settings, but in a new, interesting way with real-world problems. We're talking mainly about experiential learning opportunities, right? Yes, absolutely. And how does Broad go about that? I'd like to take you back, if I may, to roughly... 2010 to 2013 timeframe when the faculty were discussing that question. And they came to the conclusion that traditional MBA education, while very substantive, very robust, and very applicable to preparing the 21st century business professional, it just didn't seem like enough because when students were getting into professional spaces, how did they adapt? How did they adjust to market trends? How did they, they themselves find ways to disrupt their environment, their markets. And so as those discussions ensued, there was a lot of work being done in art and in other spaces related to how you can think outside the metaphorical box. And so what our faculty decided was that we needed to have sort of a collision, if you will, between what was happening in the design thinking world and in the business world. And what you see now is the manifestation of that in the Extreme Green series, which effectively what we do is we take a creative problem-solving methodology and we overlay traditional business education in a three-day series taught four times over 21 months. Hmm. So how exactly does Extreme Green work? Thanks for asking. We start with a foundational class of three days that happens right during orientation. And the first thing we acknowledge with all our students is they're very talented, they're very eager, and they want to make a difference. So all those things we go forward with in mind. And then we start asking them to challenge their conventional thinking, to go back to childhood, if you will, when imagining and dreaming and doing were parts of everyday life. And to do that, we actually bring over some of our colleagues from the Department of Theater and we work them through improvisational exercises designed to warm them up and be open to empathic and communicative exercises that allow for an exchange between two people. And we're not worried about the right answer. We're, we're worried about two people exchanging energy. And then from there, our faculty attach at that point And we begin to start developing what the business space looks like. And then we start to discuss creative ways to challenge that environment. Because if we were to just simply go through more business cases, we would expect realistically the same outcomes that you would see in traditional project management courses. But what we're doing is actually infusing that curriculum with a design thinking methodology that asks students to not dispel ideas to embrace ambiguity, to try to come up with multiple ideative ideas quickly, and then then eliminate them progressively over time 
with a feasible solution that's executable at the end of the day. That's our first class. Now, extreme, and then what should, extreme go green ahead. implies that it's an exercise or project over sustainability. Is that the case? In some cases, it can be. That's one of the beauties of this process is that the projects our students tackle are not contextually specifically in one place or another. We can take this model and work with anyone. And what we found ourselves doing is actually worked in several different contexts. In our second Extreme Green course, we will work a business problem with any corporate, not-for-profit, or government entity. And the intention is, again, to bring that, to bring those creative pieces to the puzzle to both train our students and have them solve a real-world problem. And then in Extreme Green 3, we're an internal consultancy team for General Motors. So General Motors will give us a problem and we will operate as if we work within their organization. And then in Extreme Green 4, our students are self-generated teams and they can work on any homegrown product to disrupt any market they wish. And so while that is very entrepreneurial in nature, some of those projects have had sustainability overtones in the past. Hmm. Okay, so in each case, you have a three-day prep, right? That's correct. And then how long does the project play out? The projects should play out as, as much as 56 hours or as short as a one-day turnaround. And it's really indicative of the nature of the project, how much access we get to the prospective client, if you will, for lack of a better term, and the ability of our students to be able to come together and leverage maximum value in a short time frame. And these exercises are graded? And are the grades given by teams or individuals? There are team-based and individually-based components in the letter grade every student will receive. The primary deliverables are group in nature. Right. So give us a, a few examples of projects that have fallen under the Extreme Green series. Wonderful. Would love to. So just in the last year, uh, we worked with Hills Brothers Coffee to try to find a way to revitalize the brand, to make the brand interesting to millennials, bearing in mind all the, the different things that have happened to disrupt the coffee market over the last five to 10 years. That was one of the more notable projects we participated in. The GM innovation idea that I spoke of earlier, one of our asks was to discuss how GM could leverage their own internal innovations team in capacities outside of General Motors to be able to assist another partner. We've had situations in the past where students have created technology-based applications or logistical-based delivery services in the food service markets. That was, that was actually what One Extreme Green for is we were looking at a delivery service for a baby care product. So the diversity of these ideas is only really constrained by the imagination of our students. And I'm happy to say that every year they continually surprise us with the things they bring to us. And does everyone in the program work on the same project or are there multiple projects at the same time? The answer to your question is yes. <laughs> Both instances occur and it's indicative of the particular extreme green they're working. So in extreme green two, they will all work for the same client on the same problem, but it will be 15 to 17 teams 
So obviously you'll get a variance of answers with that. Um, with Extreme Green 3, they'll be working in separate innovation teams, but they will be operating with the same focus. They will all be corporate internal innovations advocates for General Motors. And then in Extreme Green 4, they go off on their own as sort of a virtual startup where you'll have five to six students actively working an idea from concept to uh, to an MVP type setup where the goal is to have a prototype that can then be brought to market with a full business plan. Wow. So how long has this been in effect? We have worked on this process since 2012. And I'm happy to say that that we've come a long way. Uh, when When this was first created, it had a different name. Uh, each class was five days. And, you know, like any startup, we were trying to find the best recipe, both for our students and what was consistent with the mission of our college in this new creative space. And so the extreme green process has really has really seen growth within the last three years. Huh. And to your mind, what's the main takeaway for the MBA student? I think the main takeaway is that their degree is both portable and will grow as they grow. I think that's, as an academic steward of the program, I think that's the most important thing to me personally. The commoditization and the transactional nature of higher education is something that, that seems to be growing and it's not lost on me. And it's extremely important that if students make the decision to study with us, that their degree adds value to their personal and professional lives over time. And one thing that the Extreme Green series helps show them from day one is that that is not only possible, but it is probable. And this is an exercise that actually stretches both the hard skill and the soft skill muscles, right? That is absolutely correct because a project ideation team needs financiers, needs accountants, needs people that are in the consultancy spaces, but it also needs someone that will be able to take all those seemingly divergent perspectives and ideas and synthesize them into an actionable plan. And so while it speaks to reason that you need a team of different experts, you really need a team of different thinkers. And one of the things we do internally to help secure that perspective is we will actually assess all of our students on their capacity to be creative. And then in some instances, we'll resort the teams to allow for that diversity of thought to occur. What have you learned since you started doing this? I think we've learned that our students are, quite frankly, a, a lot more flexible and just adaptable than they think they are. In many instances, when students come to a graduate program, they have a clear idea of what their success looks like. And that's excellent. I mean, that really affords them the opportunity to work a dream and drive a vision. But one thing that they see in the business world in this process with us that I'm really excited about is that there's not one path to their destination. There are seemingly 10, 15 different roads to success. And success means different things to different students. And then selfishly, another thing that the program espouses itself upon is community service and social impact. And that's another thing that I really enjoy to see grow within our students as part of the extreme green process is this belief in philanthropy, if you will, for lack of a better term. I imagine that the biggest challenge in exercising a project like this, because it's fairly significant, is making sure that the quality of the work is at a high level and that it's meaningful enough to the client. 
Yes, sir. That's absolutely important. And I would add, I, I would, uh, I would sidecar that with it, it also being extremely important to our students as well, because when we're in the classroom, there's an implied understanding that the work is going to be top notch. But when you're in an entrepreneurial venture like this, sometimes there might be questions about if the project is really impactful. I'm happy to say that the satisfaction of our clients has only improved over time. In the three years that we've been doing this, we've actually seen such an increased level of success that clients are now asking our students to partner with them after the formal class has concluded, which is a problem we welcome in terms of being able to schedule our students to work with them after the fact. And but but we also do not seek to rest on our laurels. It's important that we continue to push the envelope with this process and this program. I imagine that for students, too, this has got to be one of the highlights of your MBA program. I, I, I believe it is. Uh, I, I'm, I'm somewhat biased. But based on the feedback that we see, I think it's what we live for as people in the academic space is to see a light bulb come on with a student. And in this process, when you see a group of five or six students presenting something that they created organically in a room full of seasoned professionals, and then you see the energy exchange and the feedback, good or bad, there's something really exciting about that. And there's a lot we can do at the Broad College in the classroom, but this is something that must exist beyond those confines. And, and it's just a pleasure to be a part of. Wayne, thank you. I think that's a really incredible addition to the MBA curriculum. A lot of schools have done experiential learning. I think very few have done this kind of thing, That four different examples of it, and each one quite different from the other. John, thank you very much for that. We, uh, we appreciate the feedback, and we're excited to continue to show interested students and interested stakeholders uh, what the Broad College has in store in the future. All right. That's Wayne Hutchison, Director of MBA Academic and Program Services at the Broad College of Business. We're discussing innovation and creativity at Broad, and this is part of our continuing series, our deep dive into the Broad College of Business at Michigan State University. This is John Byrne with Poets and Quants. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.